Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. What's going on, guys? You are tuned in to Nickish. You got your boys Mo, Faiz, and Sid. The Knicks beat the number one ranked team in the West and the Denver Nuggets at home, further verifying the Knicks have a winning season this season. And uh, we're going to get into all that. But first, check out our website, nick-ish.com, and cop yourself our new Nickish Navy hoodie on sale right now. And check out the other stuff we got for you to wear to your next Knicks game. Uh, now, this episode is a special one. Uh, it's a continuation of what we call our Guest of the Month and uh, this is when we bring in some of the biggest Knicks fans we can find. And the guest that we have for you guys today is definitely one of them dudes. But first, let me bring in my guy, Fights. What's going on, bro? Yo, I'm wilding right now, man. We got we got a fire-ass guest. You know, we got the Knicks fans with us. Um, I'm excited. Two and two on that West Coast trip. Got that win against the Denver Nuckets. Clean season sweep on him. I'm hype. Uh, Sid, how you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a good week for the Knicks. Brunson is back. RJ is playing well. Mitch is no longer fighting the Snapchat rumors. So <laughs> it's good to it's good to finally feel like we got got a little something off the backs. But um, our guest today, uh, our man is Mario, boy from Knicks fans, Wyland. You can check out his pod. You can check out his Twitter. He be going viral. So you know, talk your shit, my bro. What's good with you? How you how you feeling? Yo, what's going on, everybody? I'm here with my brothers Mo, Faz, and Sid. Um, it's exciting to be the guest of the month following Jalen Brunson being player of the month. So it's like mm. it's like all these accolades, you know, just building yeah, up. They just building, it's building. <laughs> and um, yeah, you already know, man. Triple M, um, out here in the building with my guys, and I'm just ready to talk it out. Talk we 42 and 30, fellas, 42 and 30. So there's a lot to talk about, mm. and um, I can't wait to get started. Facts. And I got to give a quick shout out to Kunal, our other guy from Nickish. Check him out. He's the one who got us connected. So shout out to you, Kunal. Uh, All right. So Mario or Triple M or M, all three. (laughs) What are your quick thoughts on the the Knicks being the Nuggets? What stood out to you the most? I mean, that was just a complete win. That's what you talk about, a complete win. Everybody chipped in. Obviously, Jalen Brunson came back and he was carrying the scoring low, but you just look at it was a team effort. Mitchell Robinson, after the Snapchat rumors, he showed out, held the MVP on lock. You know, he had six turnovers, I think it was. It was something crazy like that. Um, Josh Hart, of course, we could talk about Josh Hart all the time, you know, with his just his intangibles and stuff like that. Getting a big steal, a big three at the end of the game. You you go all around player to player and they did something special so that's one of those things that you call a complete win against the best team in the western conference yes they've been sputtering a bit but you gotta call a spade a spade that's the number one team in the west and the knicks just continuously holding down that fifth seed you know chipping away at that fourth seed and i'm loving it fellas I'm, i'm absolutely loving it right now yeah man um it's it's always good to see the knicks you know one protect protect the crib and two, like to actually just compete against against contenders, because now I'm not going to say the Knicks are contenders. That's I, I think we're a hop, step and a jump away from that. But, you know, being able to have this core that competes well against contenders, it makes you realize, 
you know, maybe we're not a day away or two days away from being a day away. Like now we might be just a day away. And of course, it's going to it's going to ride through J- Jalen Brunson. It's going to ride through uh, Julius Randle. But you're it's a complete win. And it feels it feels really good to see that, you know, the progress is actually coming down the pipeline. And um, so um, so w- w- when it comes to the Knicks and, and having this complete win and having this complete team, um, what have you seen from Jalen Brunson since he's come back? And how does the team look different with, you know, quickly running point guard versus Brunson being there? I think for me personally is that Jalen Brunson, he just calms the whole team down. Uh, we saw that Julius Randle um, kind of temper tantrum he did in, at the Clippers game. I'm not sure if Brunson is here, he would do that because he just knows where to put Randall in his spots. You know, quickly is great. He's been doing great. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes you see he's trying to do a little too much and not playing this game because that's not really his game. Mm-hmm. But he adjusts well. You know, that's why I love quick. But Brunson, he's just the complete control of this team, man. He's the engine of our car 100%. And you saw it yesterday. He knew he had to come out firing, and that's what he did in the first quarter. I think he had. 14, 16 points, something something crazy. He came out firing because he knew that's what he had to do. So he just knows what to do with this team, and that's why he's our leader. You know, he's he's the future captain of this team. Don't get me wrong, man. I, I love Jalen Brunson. I said it earlier. I can't believe a player could become my favorite player so fast, and Brunson is my yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. He's and, my guy. And it's even better that, you know, we always look back on the on the contract, of course, it's declining money. Like he, this is the most money Jalen Brunson is going to make in a Knicks uniform off of his base salary, which is crazy. Like, and, and he'll only prove to be more worth it and more worth it and more worth it. And then you'll have the cap to, you'll have cap space to add players. You have draft capital to trade for players. You have draft capital to take players. And then the gift that keeps on giving is the, is the Porzingis trade. And you know, like what, what more can you ask for at this point with the Knicks, <laughs> with, with this front office and everything like that? It seems like for all the all the time we kind of spent saying, "Hey, Leon Rose might might not be him." Leon Rose, he he might have tricked us. I I think he's doing pretty damn well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Um, you know, because at my age, I'll be lying to you guys if I said I remember the nineteen ninety nine NBA Finals run because I did not. I was way too young. So my first memories of Knicks are like guys that were trash, you know, Howard Isley, Shannon Anderson, you know, it was just a bunch of bumps. You know, we had some fun in the Carmelo years and then it went back downhill. So like this time you just said everything like it's so exciting to be a Knicks fan because sky's the limit for this team. We know we in need of that guy, but we have all these assets. We have all these young players and it's just exciting, man. It's just an exciting time, and that's why we wilding. We are absolutely wilding, yes, and the sir. playoffs is coming, fellas. The playoffs is coming, and that's when we're gonna get crazy. Yes, sir. The Garden last year, uh, last time the Knicks made the playoffs, man, that was that was an unbelievable sight. Like b- being there live, uh, seeing the first game was one thing, and then seeing the win, oh my god, man. But uh, in general, like it's, it, I gotta, I gotta reiterate your guys' points. Like Jalen Brunson as a maestro, like you're seeing him. Like we already knew what his scoring ability was, but seeing him control the offense, seeing him make those lob uh, passes to Mitchell Robinson to win the game. Like in general, 
he brings this calmness to the team. And I got to shout out, I got to shout out the Dallas Mavs because, you know, we kind of robbed them dry. We took their, we took their point guard. We, uh, we have another starter from one of their picks. Quentin Grimes is one of the picks that we got from Dallas. That's one of our starters. And we have another pick loading up because Leon Rose made that chess move to deal out our pick for Josh Hart, another guy who's a key pivotal member in our team. And uh, now we have the Dallas pick and, they're teetering between that uh, lottery, you know, top 10 protected and staying there, but hopefully they'll be right outside that top 10 and we get another pick, you know, to either do stuff with or, um, you know, to, to trade out. Um, but I wanted to ask you about the most, you know, I guess I would say it's the most divisive conversation on Nick's Twitter. We got to talk about, you know, sometimes he's our star J, sometimes he's just trash. Like, how are you feeling about RJ and his recent success? Because we're seeing him play at the level of defense that we expect from him. And, you know, offensively last night, it looked like he had that burst that we really thought that he could carry out through his career. How, how are you feeling about RJ? Uh, for me personally, RJ, I'm always going to back RJ. Uh, I love RJ. Um, I feel like RJ, he's always had it easy, you know, because his father played overseas and then he came out number one in high school, you know, big recruiting college, went to Duke. So he's always been that guy. So I feel like this for the first time in his probably career, he had a little adversity. And, you know, he has to find a way to bounce back. He has found a way. He had to find a way to bounce back. But to give up on a 22-year-old like Nick's Twitter does, calling him trash, not even only Nick's Twitter, like all my friends that are not Nick's fans, they always trash him like, oh, you got to watch RJ Barrett for 82 games, man. Your life must be terrible and stuff like that. <laughs> so... He's he's like very controversial, but I like the stuff that he's taking. He has to find a way to get back to that defense. And you just mentioned it, that burst is back. So that's pretty exciting to see. But you see the strength that he put on. He's getting to his spots easily now. He just needs to learn his game. I think his game, uh, Tom Thibodeau actually said it yesterday. When he's attacking the basket, that's where he's at his best. When he's not, when he's not fading or like trying to get to the contact, just grab that ball and get to the rim. You're so strong. You're stronger than so many people. Just attack that basket. You're either going to get fouled or make the basket. So I feel like he's still trying to find his game. 22 years old, man. 22 years old. I still believe in RJ Barrett. So I'm good on RJ. I'm still good on RJ. But we got to see in these playoffs. We got to see in these playoffs. It's crazy to say, but RJ could definitely be the X factor there because we see that Brunson – is, is consistent and then Randall playing alongside uh, Brunson we see some more consistency so if we can get that from RJ like you said just getting to the rim and whatnot especially if you could knock down some of those three-point shots wow we really got a player player in yeah RJ. And, and I like what Tibbs is doing bringing him with that second unit you know because that's where he knows like all right I'm the guy you know when he's on the court with with um Randall and, and JB he kind of stays back, you know, that third right. guy, whatever the case might be. But once he comes in the second unit, he knows him and quick. Their job is to score. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, with RJ, that was that was his thing. It was just when he would come out with the with the second, you know, with the bench unit, he wouldn't be dropping the buckets that we need him to. We needed him to step up. And it looks like he's finally doing that. I mean, just the last three games, he dropped 21, 22, 30. After that Clippers game, he's really stepped up big time and. I know you called Brunson the engine of the team. I, I think Rand, for me personally, I've always called Randall the engine of the team. And I, for me, 
Brunson at the heart of the team. I'm still trying to figure out what to call RJ, but <laughs> whatever RJ is, he needs to be that guy who's dropping 18 to 20 points per game consistently, driving into the basket, and he doesn't need to settle for that three-point shot. He was doing that a lot earlier in the season, and we all know, everyone here knows, all, all guys watching know that RJ is much better when he drives in, and then he if he tries to post up because he's usually stronger than the other guy. And uh, looks to, you know to his credit, looks like he's doing that. He can dish out the ball. I mean, four or five assists the last three games. He's he stepped up in a big way, and he's finally finding his flow. And it couldn't come at a better time. I mean, we're a month away from the playoffs, so you know, I think overall, as for the team, we're we're finding flows. The the West Coast trip. Um, I know here we predicted they go four and zero, but that's just us being biased. They they <laughs> did go two and two, and I think that's pretty solid for a West Coast trip. Um. Anything from those couple of games against the Blazers, Lakers, Clippers, Kings that that stood out to you overall? I mean, just a couple of bullet points. I think I'll take two and two without Jalen Brunson. You know, I, yeah. I, I'll give you guys slack. Yeah, I thought it was four and no, but yeah, I thought Jalen Brunson will be back. So we'll take two and two. But just the composure of the team, especially after that Clippers game and that Kings game, you know, you already started seeing that that uh that toxicness creeping back in. Everybody's like, oh man. Here we go. We're going to slide. The games don't get easier. You know, pulling out a win in L.A., pulling out a win against the Blazer with Damien. Damien's been firing at all mm -hmm. cylinders. And then coming home and beating the Nuggets. I mean, this Knicks team, time and time again, when their back's against the wall, they push back. And we haven't seen that in a long time. We haven't seen that in a long time. So this Knicks team, they're just showing that they're constantly fighting. And if you're going to beat this team in a seven-game series, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Whoever we face is going to be an uphill battle. So that that West Coast trip definitely solidified that point for me as far as that this Knicks team is tough and they're gritty. Yeah. Ever since that Luka game, I think, I think we've all been a little uneasy to say that. But after, I don't know how many games it's been. I want to say it's been at least a dozen, maybe 15, 16 games since that Luka game. But we we've seen every game since then that it's always a fight and they're always willing to fight. And I mean, the nuggets were up 13 at a point. The Knicks were up then third quarter into the fourth quarter. The nuggets were up and the, the Knicks stepped up. Every, every guy knows his role um, has stepped up. Super it's refreshing on. to be on the other side of that. Cause we were always seeing the Knicks take those 12 point leads and then lose it collapse in the fourth quarter. But seeing the Knicks step up and show that they're this battle tested team that like Mario said, does, you know, when they have their backs against the wall, they keep pushing forward. I think it's it's the perfect recipe for, for the playoffs because uh, even even last time around when we were the fourth seed, it felt like uh, we were just getting like early leads on teams and just kind of going with it. It never felt that we were really like ready to push back when, when push came to shove. But here we are now, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> right. And then you have to, of course, you have to hold down the middle. Um, And then, you know, holding down the middle, it, it kind of looks weird. Uh, among other teams in the NBA, but um, because you know drop coverage is a thing now, um, and you know a lot of a lot of guys are are more diverse, so they're able to kind of just sit out on guards and things like that. But I think what the Knicks have is we have two traditional centers, more or less, and um, one of them, Mitchell Robinson, Mitchell Stoppetson, depending on you know there, there's there's way too many names for for Money Mitch, um, and he kind of just been. He he holds down the middle in a way that a lot of other centers aren't doing, or is something that the game has kind of gotten away from. And having traditional centers like that. So, um, what what are your thoughts on like the Knicks kind of just having this tradition, these two traditional centers in Mitch and Hartenstein, who can, I, I guess, kind of shoot 
maybe. Not really. Ish. <laughs> you know? Nah, not really, but uh, this is great for Tom Thibodeau. This is what he likes. This is what he loves, actually. Uh, guys that could defend the rim at that high rate like Mitch and, and Hardenstein can do. You saw that big block by iHeart yesterday. That was that was momentum shifting there. But it's just when you look back at that Knicks last playoff run, Nerlens Noel, man, that man can't catch anything. Slippery hands, just hands of bricks. So when Mitchell Robinson went down, a lot of people thought like, oh, man, the Knicks are in some trouble. And iHeart stepped up. Sims stepped up. So this these two, two traditional centers is huge for the Knicks. And there's going to be a problem when it comes to the playoffs, you know, because let's say we do face a, a Joel Embiid or, or Cleveland with um, Josh Allen and, and Evan Mobley. You're going to need these guys. You're going to need these guys for all 48 minutes to battle it out. So I'm 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 hyped that they have that. And iHeart has stepped up because in the beginning of the year, he was looking very shaky. He did not look like he was going to last long here in, in New York, but he's really stepped up. Uh, kudos to him. Didn't blame that injury that he had, and he's been he hasn't really missed a game, I don't think. So let's go, man. Let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> no, you're talking about Hardenstein. Um, we're seeing a lot of games where he's not even scoring points, but him being uh, a box box score presence in terms of the plus minus. We're seeing him get those rebounds that we we're complaining about earlier in the season. I was really frustrated that he couldn't even get his hands on a rebound. But, uh, it's nice to see that. Um, I, I'm going to say one thing that after that Nuggets game, I'm feeling much more confident in Mitchell Robinson too, because I feel like I always liked Mitchell Robinson against other traditional players. But when you see him against a uh, bigs like Giannis, uh, Jokic and Bede, it always felt like he shrunk in the moment, but seeing him go up against uh, Jokic and holding him to only four points in the fourth, getting that pivotal block on him. It, it, it was fantastic. So um, I, I was just wondering, based on that, based on guys like Embiid, guys like Giannis that we're seeing in the Eastern Conference, it, like, clearly the East is so stacked this year. Is there any preference that who who you want to personally face uh, in the playoffs? Because we know right now the Knicks are looking like more or less confirmed in that fourth or fifth seed. I think the Cavs and Nets are going to play soon, so that's going to play into it. Um, so the, the teams that they're most likely going to have to face are going to be either the Celtics, the Bucks, the Sixers, or the Cavs. So out of those four, is there any preference? And could you just tell us why? Yeah, first of all, if you're watching this on audio, you have to go and switch over to the visual because that piece is looking crazy right now. I ain't even gonna lie. I'm go as soon as we get out of here, I'm gonna go straight to this. You know, we, we're not giving we're not giving free promo here. So on the side, tell me where you got that slice at, brother. That was looking fire right you now. Fly to Kentucky far. for that. Yeah, oh, I, I, I live in Kentucky. You gonna have to ship it or do something, man? Because that, yo. <laughs> That 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 pizza looked good, brother. That pizza it's so funny because literally in the waiting room, we talked about the pizza for like five minutes at least. Like... Hey, yeah, there was hair on it. He's still eating it like that. It looks so yeah, good. You gotta eat. You gotta hair eat. You gotta eat. You gotta eat. Yo, because I, I went out last night for St. Patrick's Day with my roommate, and I and I blacked out. And like St. <laughs> Patrick's Day vibes. Is it St. Patty's Day unless you blacked out? I don't, I don't really think so. Exactly. So, yeah, and so like I we we made our way to a pizza shop last night, but I I lost my phone there, and me and my me and my roommate are weird. Like every so often, she'll like come come in my room and just like sleep. And like okay, weirdo, and I guess like she came in my room and slept last night, and like there's just like like bites of my pizza, <laughs> and, like 
And I had to go like, first of all, this story is phone. just getting crazier and crazier. <laughs> a she roommate is yeah, like yeah, yeah, flying yeah. out of this world. This I is... promise you, Mario. I don't know if you realize it when the audio was coming in. This is exactly what we were talking about. People yeah. think people think we're out here, Nick is discussing very serious basketball matters. No, the only oh, triangle man. offense we're talking about is pizza. This slice, dog. Like, yeah, yo, like the the visual for it looks so crazy because like this entire time, like I just been like lighting my bong, like taking sips of water, like eating my pizza. Yeah, <laughs> like, you gotta watch. You gotta watch it on the on the visual, man. This is. Super- Yo, yo, we gotta clip the visual for like we we gotta like we gotta we gotta we gotta gotta clip like just this segment and and post it because this is gold. Oh my god! Yo, shout out to Kunal. Yeah, that's my boy, man. That's my brother. But yeah, my fault, bro. Um, just going back to your question, I think the easy it gotta be an easy answer. It gotta be Cleveland. I mean, nobody wants to see Joel Embiid. Nobody wants to see Giannis. Nobody, a lot of people were talking about Boston after we beat them twice. I'm sorry. I don't want to see Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in a seven-game series. But Cleveland, we're a matchup problem for them because we have arguably the best bench in the NBA, and Cleveland's bench is depleted. I mean, you got guys like Jetty Osmond coming off the bench, <laughs> and, and and Ricky Rubio is still in there and playing important minutes for them off the bench. So, you know, their starting five is solid. Don't get me wrong, but we match up well with them because we have guys like Jalen Brunson who who played well against Donovan Mitchell last year when um, Mitchell was in Utah. Um, and then you got have Mitchell Robinson. You know, we could throw those bodies at Jared Allen and Mobley. So I think the X factor in that series will be Evan Mobley because if Evan Mobley shows out like a lot of people predict that he can play, it'll be a problem. But he hasn't shown that consistently. Um every game. So I think Cleveland is definitely the best matchup for us. Uh, We beat them already two times this year. Uh, We play them one more time. So that's going to be a huge matchup coming down in the next few weeks. So I definitely want to see Cleveland in the first round and finally, finally get out the first round after a decade, brother. It's been a long time. Last time the Knicks got out the first round, I wasn't even able to get a a drink at the bar. So (laughs) I couldn't even celebrate it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was definitely celebrating in the dorm room, though. <laughs> yeah, nah. I, 20, what was it, 2013 last time? Yeah. yeah. Shit. It was against the Celtics, and then we lost on that Roy Hibbert On the Roy Hibbert block. He literally absorbed Carmelo's powers in that series on that block. Uh, and then Roy Hibbert went disappeared. He disappeared. Yeah, he, he put the power on the basketball. He All his power shit. <laughs> all his power shit. That basketball is in the Hall of Fame, man. We got to find it. Did, find did y'all see... Uh... <laughs> Speaking of the Pacers, did you all see uh, PG talking about uh, the fans need to be grateful because he hung banners there? I'm I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, what fucking banners have the Pacers won? And I was like, is he talking about the participation trophies for like the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, I'm just like, Eastern Conference champion banner, man. Right? I was like, PG, no, not like this, brother. No, no, no. I mean, we can't really talk. We after one win against the Heat, we we let out the confetti on the ground. (laughs) You all remember that? that But the thing is, though, like that's, (laughs) I think that's like New York, though. Like that's Nick's culture. Like New Yorkers would do that over anything. Like. Like y'all could tell me like <laughs> like if if there was like a new fucking dispensary like right next to Yankee Stadium, be like oh, I celebrated like, that. 
I saw like, that for sure. Or City Field. Like, bro, I remember in Queens, we celebrated like Steve Cohen buying the Mets. Like, nobody knew anything that was going on. You're just like, we just got these cheap, dumb motherfuckers out the way. So, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it is like, a New York thing. Yeah. Like, like New York would, like, if, if we had like someone from, from fucking New York who ran for president who's not Eric Adams and he won, like, <laughs> The city would be turned the fuck up for no reason. Wait, you, like, you don't like you don't like the club promoter Eric Adams, man. He be I've been seeing him with French Montana. I've yo, been seeing him with so he's like changed. Jim Jones. He's changed a little bit. Jim Jones. <laughs> Politically, like I I hate him because like, but like Eric Adams being an outside boy is so fucking funny to me. He definitely like, like a hoop eating or something, bro. He'd be out there. Like. Yo, I I think he was on like Fallon or something the other night, and he was like, he was like, yeah, New York is like the the city of nightlife. Like I got it. People got to see me outside. I'm just I got to like, test brother. the product, right? He's like, got to test the product. Oh. Like, brother, what are you t- like? <laughs> how- I mean, New Yorkers just hate every mayor. I mean, what was the last true, mayor we really true. like? Yo, last- I- I'll tell you guys. So no, so to Blasio. <laughs> His son Dante went to high school with us. Mm. Every time we didn't get a snow day, that kid would get bullied so badly. Oh, I felt man. so bad for him. Man. <laughs> he was a he was a good kid. He was like a tall kid, kind of quiet, had a big afro. It's like so easy to point him. him out. Oh, poor kid, man. De Blasio shout, shout does have a black son. Oh my shout god. Shout out Dante De Blasio. Shout out Brooklyn Tech. Oh my god. Poor kid. He does have a black son. Oh my god. I completely no. forgot about that. He was a really good kid too. Like he wasn't a douche or anything. Very <laughs> humble kid, man. Poor poor guy. Bullied through high school, man. Oh hilarious. How did De Blasio end up with that? I know he's talked about this before, but I need to know how he ended up with the black son. Oh my goodness. Because you said, I'm sitting here thinking like a small Italian dude. No, no, no. Mm. <laughs> oh, my uh, New York is awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just going to, you know, Mario, I feel like you brought this thing out in us. Like, I feel like you really do embody that podcast, Knicks fans wilding. Because, you know, usually we're a little bit more tame out here. But you, you come into the mix and we're, we're kind of wilding, man. Could, you, <laughs> Yo, could you tell us a little bit more about what, what was the idea behind that? Like how that, how you got that started? Yeah, so um, it was during the COVID season. Um, we, uh, you know, no no fans in the stadium, no fans in the arena. And uh, I think it was about February, March, they allowed people to go back in. And um, we was at that first game. I think it was against the Pacers, if I'm not mistaken. And um, Julius Randle took over. Derrick Rose hit a couple big threes. And the Knicks, they pulled into 500 for the first time in – in like eight years and um everybody was going crazy well not everybody the 2000 fans that were allowed in the yeah. arena were going crazy and stuff like that so after the after the game we went outside and and it was like a block party out there everybody jumping around it was like the knicks just won a championship and i, I just recorded that whole scenery there and put it up on twitter man i was lit i was lit as fuck and uh, put it on Twitter. Didn't even notice till like an hour later. And my phone is like, just I never seen so many notifications on my phone. And I'm like, what? What is happening here? Then you got ESPN, Bleacher Report, Hoops Hype, like so many, so many big people in my DMs talking about, hey, can we use this video to upload it? Hey, can we use this video to upload it? And I was like, sure, sure. You know, I'm lit. Like I'm like, sure, man. ESPN in my DMs is like, sure, sure. Everybody. So the next day. It really blew up, and it was like a first viral uh, video, and and the caption was um they wilding out here in thirty third and eight. So that's how kind of got wow. I got the name starting, uh, because uh, it's it's a pleasure you know for for just my passion 
of the Knicks, you know, my passion of being lit all the time, just <laughs> sipping all the time, that that I get to connect with so many people, you know, guys like you guys, you know, um, a lot of people, a lot of people. And it's just it's just a passion. I'm just a regular dude in a regular apartment, you know, just doing my thing. And, and you just connect with so many fans and other people. And that's just the passion of Knicks fans. And, and when the playoffs come, this whole season we've been wilding. This whole season we've been wilding. So it's just a New York City thing, I believe. Knicks fans, and it, and it all comes together, and and it's just an exciting time. And fellas, I'm telling, I've said this a few times this show, but when the playoffs come, and they we are, are coming, really wild, hey man, I, I'm yep. trying to be with They're you coming. when the playoffs yeah. come. Right. Man. It's it's right. Right. Be, you know where to find me. You know where to find me. I'm outside with it. I'm about to say, I'm, like I'm about to fly back home for that shit. Like, <laughs> gotta come back, bro. Gotta yeah, come yeah, back because we're yeah. gonna we're gonna be activated. We're gonna be activated. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully for more than one round too. While we're talking about it, right? <laughs> right, man, right, man, man, that happens. That, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be. Nut. I can't wait. Like I've, it, it, this feels good. Like it it feels it's good. good. It feels good. It's fun. It's it doesn't feel short term. It's it's a Knicks thing, like you know. It's it's just a Knicks thing. We're here, and the city is finally getting back to like what we know it is. Like we kicking, we kicking influencers out. We kicking, we kicking people out. Like we got people outside again. Like this is this is New York shit, hundred percent. Like full text, Tim's, all that shit. I see me at Dykeman, bro. Soon, I might have to hit up Dykeman <laughs> yep. again. Yo, I, I'm just, I love that so you threw much. in. Yo, we kicking influencers out. That shit kills me. <laughs> oh, wow. say, I, bro, this summer, if I'm not linking with Eric Adams, like, it's whack. <laughs> like, I need that. I need that. I need to be outside. You heard it here like, first, folks. Sid's getting the key to the city, or yes, at least sir. the key to Dykeman. Right here. Oh, bro, I'm I'm Eric Adams' heir, heir apparent. Like, I just say, the, se- the second he actually got to do his job, bro, I'm outside. <laughs> Can't wait to see Sid smoking hookah with Eric Adams, man. For oh, sure. Bro, me it's about to be me, Eric Adams, my man's Hookah Doncic. You're gonna have Jalen Brunch in there. Bill, yeah, Bill, say, Bill de Blasio. Bill de Blasio too. To say, my, my cousin Dave East, but we 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 all about to be there. Like we we outside with him. I'm about to I'm about to hit up Fab, be like, yo, let's go with it. Nah, we outside. It's fun, man. Fun time for sure. All right, All right, well, that wraps up this episode. Uh, Mario, where can people follow you guys? Um, and you particularly. Yeah, uh, before we go, listen, fellas, whenever we do link up, I've said this a few times, I need you to give me my hoodie or my shirt and throw it at me like we did on that social media. I don't know who's <laughs> in charge of the social media, but they did a phenomenal job. Who, yeah, Sid? got you. I got you. Now, oh, I, got I think you. the Zoom is all, all messed up, but it's oh, more, yeah, my, my, my morning, Mo, Mo, or my you in charge of the social down. media, yeah. Mo, you in charge of yeah. the social media, man. Whenever you see me, you gotta throw me my hoodie. I'm gonna catch it. You, I'm a one handed like Odell, bring it down, Ooh. put it on. You know, that's how we're gonna do it, all right? You. So, I'm putting that out there. <laughs> I need my Nixish sweater. I want to support the brand, but I need it the right way. I need it the right <laughs> way. I need it thrown at me. You feel me? I got you, and um man. yeah you you know you can find me on twitter triple m what's up uh follow Knicks fans wallin we do a weekly uh podcast me my guy don juan uh zebo um and yeah it's gonna <laughs> you guys got me hype right now you guys got me hype on a sunday <laughs> you early, yourself up, early, man. we appreciate your energy early man. afternoon you know follow me triple m what's up man and, and thank you for having me again i'm a huge fan of you guys and this is 
a great moment for me as far as connecting with you. And now I feel like it's a brotherhood now. So I'm definitely going to be back soon. I'm definitely, definitely. going to kick somebody yes, out sir. soon. Come back, man. But thank you all for having me. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We got Triple M. What's up? One of the dopest dudes in Nick's Twitter. Make sure you follow him. Make sure you follow Nick's fans. Wild. Make sure you follow his guys. And uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter, NickishNYC. Subscribe to the podcast on all podcasting platforms. And check out our website, nick-ish.com. Copy yourself some Nickish apparel, man, where it's your next Knicks game. We got the playoffs coming. Make sure you have it in time. We got short, we're short in supply. So you know, get yourself some Nickish stuff. Uh, until next time, take care. Peace. Peace. Later.